1: And welcome to Shortcomings, a podcast brought to you by The Dip, where we shoot the shit about every episode of Sex and the City in chronological order. I am your host Samantha Bush, and I am joined by Chris Lewis. Hi, Chris.
0: Hi. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you today?
0: It's been a day.
1: It's been, it's been a day.
0: We're recording at a different time. We're gonna bring a new energy. Um, I don't know. Is Mercury still in retrograde?
1: It's the last day.
0: Oh well, no fucking wonder. <laughs>
1: yeah it's well,
0: like, well 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 we landed on what's going on
1: yeah you want to hear something spooky is I woke up last night at like 3 a.m and I had like my blinds kind of like open a little bit and I saw this light and I look and it's the moon and it was like orange and it was huge it was crazy
0: can I talk about something spooky yeah of course no, look, I'm not a huge holiday person. As a lifelong lamb, you know, Mariah season's coming up, and that's really where I, you know, live. Mm-hmm. My gripe with the world is I feel like people are getting too comfortable with getting costumes out there a little early. I'm seeing costumes left and right already, and I'm like, guys, what the fuck's going on Wait. here? I'm seeing kitten ears. I'm seeing, like, full costumes. I'm like, guys, we must keep Halloween to the one day that I didn't know existed or when it was. So each time I'm seeing people in costumes, I'm like, is is it Halloween?
1: Are you sure they're not furries that you're seeing?
0: No, because they're, look, I do know furries. Personally? I know of them.
1: Oh, I thought you meant, like, you knew of them. No,
0: no, no. I mean, I've met a few because I went to a furry dance party once by, like, I didn't go... Because it was a furry dance party. I happened to be at a place that was hosting one. I saw them and I was like, so what do you got on under there? Like jeans? They were like nothing. I was like, oh, I guess I just assumed they were like in three-piece suits under there.
1: No, they fuck in the furry costumes.
0: Um, Yeah. So hope that's brought up in the revival.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get a furry in there. Because when I used to work at a restaurant when I was in high school, there it was next to a hotel. And every April, there was a furry convention. And like they would come in. And like one I will never forget was dressed like a wolf. He had a full wolf costume on. And he sat at the booth. And he barked.
0: I was going to say that's hot. But what I meant was it's <laughs> wild.
1: Are you sure you just stumbled upon this furry convention? Your furry dance party? yeah i was like sir what and then his friends were like he needs a bowl of water i was like did
0: he but wasn't didn't he have like a big head on yes yeah i don't know all i'm saying is it's just like i beg of everyone to keep your costumes to the 24 to 48 hours around october 31st don't blossom out any further i just don't need that.
1: that because my birthday is two days before halloween and I hate that so much because...
0: You feel like everyone's always like, Sam's gotta have like a costumey thing.
1: Not Sam. It's just they want to have a costumey thing. And I'm like, I just want to go to dinner.
0: Yeah, if you want to celebrate your birthday due to proximity, it's like, no, we need it all be in costumes. Yeah. And frankly, it's just like, no, we don't. Like, we just all need to look nice.
1: Yeah, like, I just want to look cute.
0: And I say that as someone who, when I did throw my own birthday parties regularly, had, um, you know, dress codes.
1: Oh, can you just share? Before we get to the episode, what do you mean a dress code? What? what give me an example.
0: Like one year I said that all the girls coming had to be wear all black with a bold red lip and that the men had to be in floral shirts. And if you did not abide by the dress code, you could stay, but you couldn't be in pictures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris. You're- and look,
0: I did I tell people at the door? You need to leave. And go and change, if you'd like to be documented tonight. I had a dear friend who driven 45 minutes to an hour, and I said, good luck.
1: Yeah, should have listened.
0: She dipped her ass right over to a neighboring friend's place and got an outfit change.
1: You know what? Good for you for standing your ground, Chris. I love yeah. that about well, you. Well,
0: speaking of clothes...
1: Oh, yes. What a good segue. To step into the, sex in the city.
0: Ooh. Guys, we're getting segues. It's 4 p.m. <laughs> at night. I'm drinking a gorgeous organic rosé, and... We have a new Carrie look in the mm. Sex and the City cinematic universe that was mm. debuted. Now, again, we are weeks ahead of you all in terms of recording, <laughs> so the look we're talking
1: about—Halloween could have come and went.
0: Premiere. That's true. This is, <laughs> by the way, you guys are getting this. It's fresh it's December. Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
1: it's actually President's Day.
0: It is twenty twenty two.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but we have a new Carrie look. It is mm-hmm. a skin tight. Blue Norma Kamali Diana dress.
1: Gorgeous. And I
0: feel like it set the internet ablaze. It did. We were all like, finally.
1: Finally. I've been seeing a lot of maxi skirts, a lot of cardies, lots of like heavy boot work.
0: Every Carrie look we'd seen before this looked like when she was at the Bethesda fountain with that piece of shit Tweety Bird <laughs> dude.
1: Ben, my king. Okay, you know what Carrie has been wearing... That reminds me of it's like that bin at Joanne Fabrics that has like all the old scraps of fabric that's like pick out like and it like none of them match that's how I feel like Carrie's been dressing lately and I'm just not here for that uh so what seeing it's making her in this... though,
0: are we like are we getting an arc here right like is Carrie disheveled and doing different style and then we're gonna build to the reveal of the her in this Norma Kamali Diana dress
1: well you know I recognize the shoes she was in from that photo of the, the video of the feet with the Chelsea boot,
0: where we thought she was going to see old Tidy Whitey,
1: mm-hmm. Mr. KFC himself,
0: Aiden, Mr. Rub my jaw, t- Mr. Rub my, my tummy.
1: tummy.
0: I ate too much chicken.
1: It's <laughs> <He's> sick. <laughs> no, seriously, I am like, is this the dress she sees him in? Because I, she, she looks, looks fucking great. amazing.
0: Chef's kiss. Like, that's What's Carrie. that little emoji with the Italian that everyone likes to use? Hey, mamma mia.
1: That's what I needed. Like, I needed a carry silhouette. I needed a simple silhouette. It was, like, so perfect. And the color was... It was like
0: when we saw her with the bird in her head, and we were like, "Finally, something we (laughs) could we could wrap our heads and our hearts around." Because of course, it was reminiscent of the bodycon dress she wears in season two. Again, his shortcomings, the name of his podcast, and our favorite episode, because it's meant to harken back to when she knocked on that damn window, one of her dizziest moments. Um, But she looked amazing.
1: Looked amazing. I couldn't even be that mad. I'd be like, "Bitch, come inside."
0: But let's get into, because I've been inspired, I wanted to get into some of my favorite Carrie looks. And I did try to, you know, diversify them a bit because everyone knows I like Carrie in a simple, streamlined look. You do. However, it's hard to, like, rate those, right, as her best looks because I'm like, I liked her when she wore jeans that one time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So I picked some more out there moments. Mm -hmm. And the first one is the Versace milfew dress in paris the gray <gasps> dress where she's asleep on the bed mm-hmm. one of her best it's an insane look patfield had to beg to get it into the show because michael patrick king was like but w- w- how did she get this here like we've <laughs> seen her bags
1: right like how is she shipping this to paris
0: yeah did she ship it separately he couldn't mm-hmm. get into it and patfield just said once you see it it'll work and it did. And it did. And it's one of the most stunning moments of the show. Do you like mm-hmm. that look?
1: I love that look. Love that look. And like her on the bed. Like it's just beautiful.
0: She looks like a little cupcake.
1: Mm-hmm. It's stunning.
0: And then of course you get, you know, my beloved Petrotsky. Ooh. He's so cute in that scene.
1: We're going to get a lot of shit for our love of Petrotsky. I already know. Candace Wishnell recently came out and said that Big is trash. Basically. And you
0: know what? I'm going to need us to like actually do our due diligence and try to get her on this podcast to defend herself because I'd love for you to moderate a fight between myself and Candace on okay. the merits of big. Yeah. And we can't do it in person because I do think I would like be willing to throw bows.
1: You would be flipping the table. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: But another look I love. Do you remember the Richard Tyler floral dress in the season three finale? It's when she and Big fall into...
1: That's one of my favorite scenes of the whole show.
0: She looks so fucking good Mm -hmm. in that.
1: And she cut her foot in that scene. Yes. That's why they were laughing because they were just like.
0: She looks so good in that. So good. This is, you know, Aiden's <gasps> introduction, but I do love the simple purple trousers, white tank, and giant purple flower. I, I think she looks great. It's an iconic moment.
2: Okay. I'll let you I really sit with do that.
1: Okay.
0: And then my final note is this is actually one that really does stick with me. And it is oh. the second movie. It's the orange Halston maxi dress.
1: Yes. She wears on the
0: beach when she's walking and contemplating life and whether or not big should be allowed to have a tv in their bedroom
1: mm-hmm. i love that dress yeah
0: she wears many halston pieces mm-hmm. uh shout I out to you and mcgregor my king love oh Ewan. look at you
1: you little stuff.
0: what are some of your faves
1: some of my faves i was gonna go into like my least faves
0: here we go <laughs> I, I tried to be positive everyone about carrie for once <laughs>
1: Okay, I just have to talk about some of my least favorite moments.
0: We know you hate the coat. Don't mention the I'm coat. I'm not going
1: to talk about the coat, and I'm not even going to talk about the newspaper dress.
0: Well, I think we can both agree that we think the newspaper dress is like she wears it in the wrong place, but it's a right. good dress.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: just wears it <laughs> in an opportune moment. You yeah. don't like the dress at all?
1: Um, it's just not my thing. I love the silhouette of the dress and the cut. I don't like that it's a newspaper.
0: I love it. I think it's iconic. I agree though she should Everyone never does. have she should not have worn that to where she wore it. That was disgusting as we discussed.
1: Up. Oh, one of my favorite dresses. Now I'm not like you and I'm not like big into like knowing who designers are.
0: I mean, look, I did have to Google all. Of them.
1: Oh, okay. I feel like that's just something like you would know.
0: I mean, some of them I had in the back of my pocket.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really, really love the pink dress that she wears on her first lunch slash dinner with Big when they get back to Not when they get back together, but he's, like, with Natasha. And she decides, like, okay, we're going to meet. And then she falls down the stairs. And she trips down
0: the stairs. Yeah,
1: love that dress. Those
0: stairs are very dangerous.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because he trips, and then she trips. Um, Love that dress. One of my least favorite looks is when she has that little newsy outfit with her extension ponytail on her way to Steve's bar with that fucking annoying-ass dog
0: That is my least favorite, one of my least favorites. Like, I get, like,
1: angry when I see it, The
0: pinstripe suit?
1: With, like, the jacket and the hat and the extensions, like, and the capri, like, Bermuda suit, pant, like, with the, I, listen, I hate that look.
0: I just don't think anyone, and God knows that I don't want to put anyone out to pasture. Please do. If you have worn a newspaper boy hat, get the fuck out.
1: Brad Pitt wears one all the time.
0: Well, you know, I go back and forth with Brad. He did snow me during um, the whole once upon a time in Hollywood. I was like, he's looking good on that roof. Mm-hmm. You know what? I forgive him. Then a few months later, I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'll never forgive him for what he did to my beloved Rachel Karen Green.
1: And then he did the the call, the Zoom call with Jen.
0: I know, and everyone was like creaming themselves, and I was like, guys, I... we have to remember what he did. Hi, Pitt.
1: Yes, and she was like, "Hi, honey, how are you?" I think about that moment all the time because it and was he so powerful.
0: bedrackled he,
1: Who did? I mean, oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. he should
0: not. I that was a camera off day for Brad, no. but that's what happens when you've been told you're like the hottest thing forever. He's like, I'm <laughs> showing up, hair <here>. roots <laughs> a mess.
1: I know. I almost called him George Foreman. Um, (laughs) He (laughs) loves a grill. Morgan Freeman um, was like, You need to cut your hair. (laughs) That's when you know it's bad. Okay, anyway. Do you
0: have any other favorites or do you want to get into the episode? (laughs) Get
1: into the episode.
0: All right, let's start with a little episode synopsis. Carrie attempts to revive her relationship with Big. Charlotte gives new life to a widower. Miranda deals with judgments of being just herself. And it's Samantha versus society. And perhaps the weirdest story we've gotten so far.
1: That- what did you
0: think of this episode before we get into it and hear the monologue? Like, what did you think overall?
1: Loved. I loved. really liked it. I loved this episode. It reminded me that it's one of my favorites of the whole entire show.
0: It's not one of my favorites because I feel like if it was one of my favorites, there are certain ones I'm able to point to. One mm-hmm. we have coming up, La Dolores Squeeze, The Real Me, Splat, that I have like episode titles at my like fingertips.
1: Yeah, clearly. I
0: remembered all four of these. Plus one is the loneliest number from season five. Mm-hmm. I remember these storylines, I do, did not remember that they all happened together, and it just felt like a disjointed episode, but ultimately by the end, I was in.
1: I know you were, we'll get But
0: that. there was no theme of the episode, no. right?
1: that is what I pegged right away, was that for weeks now, every single episode has had a theme that runs through all four of the women in a different way and this was to me the first episode that like it felt like they were all living really it what it didn't feel so sitcomy to me because and they I, yeah. they all were living such a different experience and i really i really really liked that about it
0: and i guess you could argue that death they're all confronted with death one way or another in each of their storylines so there's like an organizing principle but there wasn't really, like, I feel like a theme, and I feel mm-hmm. like that is very deeply reflected in the fact that Carrie doesn't really ask a question in the monologue.
1: Yeah. Like, it's it's just a very different episode from anything that we've seen so far. And I really, I mean, I'll get into, you know, we'll get into it.
0: Yeah, let's hear the monologue, and then um, get into the girls.
1: We get into the girlies.
2: While Miranda was out celebrating her future, I was in contemplating my own. In a city that moves so fast, they give you the Sunday paper on Saturday. How did any of us know how much time we had left? There was so much I hadn't done. I'd never been to Greece. I hadn't finished painting my bathroom. My visa bill still wasn't paid in full. Hell, sometimes I felt like I was barely living.
0: Barely Um. living. Speaking of barely living, let's talk about somebody who was alive as hell. Samantha.
1: Alive. Living life to the fullest.
0: She shows up to Carrie's apartment to go to Javier's funeral, and she looks stunning. She's in, like, a periwinkle blue. Carrie's mm-hmm. in a little black dress. They try to shame her, but ultimately she's the one who gets the dynamic of what happens when a famous designer dies. Mm-hmm. You show up, and you dress.
1: And you, she had a hat on. It was $2,000. And then <laughs> Carrie shows up, and is like, oh, this is...
0: And Charlotte's like, um, what you're wearing is very tacky. <laughs>
1: I also thought Carrie smoking at the funeral was tacky. Hey, it's what Javier would have wanted. Oh. True.
0: So she ends up doing personal solicitations, which as someone who works in fundraising, this is wild. Yeah. So they decide to start a foundation, a house that will aid those in the fashion industry who are suffering from drug abuse. And they start this foundation, and literally the next day, Samantha's like meeting with people she's got a like proposal in her hand she's doing personal solicitations mm-hmm. i mean they're on it and she meets with richard dick Tranwell. what'd you think of him
1: sick he gave me the creeps
0: he was a venture no. capitalist philanthropist playboy
1: <laughs> he really 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 gave me such a creepy vibe i did, did you not like enjoy... when they're like
0: starting to make out and she like slaps his ass
1: I mean, I did enjoy that. I thought it was that funny. Was it was fun. making me laugh. Do you think Javier's death was, like, a play on, like, a ver- when Versace was murdered? Well, no, because then, then he would have been sister- murdered. No, I mean, because of the sister showing up. Oh, and she's, yeah. like, well, they, glamorous yeah. and...
0: And they make that explicit reference that she now is looking like uh, Donatella. Mm -hmm. I did appreciate that they say death definitely became her. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, Carrie, that's a reference. She's playing with it. I'm like, finally, this woman's writing.
1: Yeah, here we go.
0: She's not talking about fucking threesomes and ducks.
1: (laughs) Wait till she talks about the french fries and the socks and like season (laughs) five.
0: But so they Dick and Samantha are get starting to get at it until mm-hmm. his wife Sandy enters. Yeah, and Sandy's not pleased. She tells Samantha, "Get the fuck out." What would you do? Who am I? Am I Dick?
1: Or no, am I Samantha.
0: You're my wife.
1: Like, what would you do if you walked in and your husband was like getting his ass smacked by Samantha?
0: I think I would be too devastated to actually engage. I would leave. Yeah, and then like what... start. I would start plotting.
1: That's what I would do. I don't understand how people can like have reactions in the moment. Like it would take me a minute to be like.
0: Let me rephrase that. I think that my better instinct would be to leave. My actual instinct is someone who spent a good period of today screaming at people. Mm -hmm. Would probably lose my shit and like have lit in. It would have been like a fucking TLC house burnt down.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just curious.
0: The best version of myself would leave. And plot to kill him later. Oh, okay. The worst version of myself would kill them in the moment.
1: Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool.
0: So, Sandy, she's mad. She has (laughs) Samantha blacklisted from society, which, by the way, includes restaurants.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jones, your card's not accepted. Well, that's not possible. Try it again. Maybe I'm not making myself clear. Your card and you are not accepted here. Samantha had messed with the wrong woman. Sandy Cranwell practically owned Manhattan, and she wanted Samantha off it. Come on. Let's go. Sandy Cranwell had done what any well-heeled socialite would do. She took out a social hit on Samantha. In 12 hours, Sam had gone
1: from A-list to blacklist.
0: It's like this bitch wields power.
1: Power. I, see I that... want Sandy in the revival.
0: More than fucking Bitsy.
1: More than fucking Bitsy. And I swear to God, I say it every fucking week. If I see that Skippy across my screen at any point.
0: You know I want him in there. I hope he's wearing the Chelsea boots.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, imagine.
0: If Carrie carry himself with skipper. Eh, I will mamma fl- mia.
1: I will fling myself off the building.
0: I would love it. So, ultimately Samantha attempts to get back into the good graces of society through another woman. Another of these like weird abstract, I guess the show doesn't have a kind um, relationship with socialites and they're definitely painting them in a rigid way. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. these women definitely look, they all have a certain look
2: Mm -hmm. that is so
0: antithetical to how our girls look, which is that us versus them thing that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. But damn it if it doesn't turn out Samantha's hooked up with her husband too.
1: I loved that moment.
0: And she didn't even hook up with him. She said she groped his ass, which I guess, but nice callback to the slap. Samantha likes a nice ass.
1: She likes a juicy ass. She likes to smack an ass. But she, I mean, the acting from Kim Cattrall in this moment, when she's like, do you want me to just say I'm a whore? Like, I'll just say I'm a whore and we can both just move on.
0: We have an iconic moment of her defending herself.
2: I believe you were the whore who once groped my husband at a Whitney benefit. It was bad. Not only was Samantha dying, but her entire sex life was flashing before her. Maybe. I don't really remember. I do. Uh, you're good friends with Sandy Cranwell? Yes, we go back to Chapin. Could you maybe talk to her for me? I think you've made your own bed, and you need to lie in it. And you're good at that, aren't you, Samantha? Look, what do you want me to say, Shippy? That I'm a whore? That I've slept with every man in New York and some in Brooklyn? All right. Maybe I have. Is that what it's going to take? Okay, I'm a big whore. Now, will you help me? I don't think so. Fine. And I only groped your husband's flat, preppy ass at that benefit because I was drunk. I'll see myself out.
1: Fuck yes. Like, get in there, bitch. And, like, I don't think Samantha's a whore, but I know that that's what that woman thinks. So if that's what that woman wanted her to say, Samantha was like, I'll just say it. This is so
0: interesting because, right, like, I don't have a problem with the word whore. Or slut, okay. I'm kind of like yeah, I'm a whore. I'm a, sl-. and by the way, I'm me. I'm literally talking about myself. Okay, I'm okay with those words. Okay, that's why, and I feel like Samantha was there too. Do you need me to say it? Sure. Yeah, and I feel like when Samantha, when the show gives her a monologue, she, I'm thinking of the, you know, the blowjob monologue. The monologue where Carrie's judging her, I mm-hmm. feel like they should have given her more. Give Kim Cattrall everything because mm-hmm. it always leads to iconic stuff. Yeah, and this is a lesser noted one, but I loved it.
1: I loved it too, and I thought she looked great while oh, delivering me. the lines. But I think too with the pro- the problem with her and the whore thing is she doesn't probably mind saying that she like in a conversation with Carrie be like, oh yeah, I'm such a slut or whatever. But it's this idea of all of these women think that about her. So she's just like, I'll say whatever you want.
0: I also think, right, the idea of reclaiming language, yeah. that wasn't something we talked about mm-hmm. in 1999. The idea that, you know, there would be slut walks and mm-hmm. yeah. the reclaiming strides of pride and all that. The idea of taking back co-opted language that is you typically been used to harm people, mm-hmm. I don't think was there yet. And yet, she is kind of okay with um, just saying, like, if you need me to say this, if you need me to define myself in the context that you want me to be in, yeah. sure. But I need to be able to eat at restaurants again. So, yes, I'm a whore.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like, give me that fucking table at what is that restaurants? Um
0: Galducci's? Yeah. <laughs> with that fucking hat wearing maitre d'.
1: Where our queen I miss her out. every day. I miss our queen.
0: Amalita Amalfi or the hat wearing? Amelita. I miss everyone from season one. Remember how much we hated season one, and now I'm we're, like, where are they?
1: Now we're like, God, remember God, that? God, those were
0: the days. Those were the fucking days. Where are Patience and Peter?
1: I would like to touch down on them in the revival. Love to
0: see them. his little little butt again.
1: Those little tush.
0: Yeah, love to see Tommy the doorman. You know, I'm always thinking about him and, you know, Capote Duncan. Little Tommy. <laughs> love to check in on Mr. Pussy as well.
1: I'm sick over that.
0: But Samantha is truly at her lowest. Mm -hmm. And this has got to be one of the strange, perhaps the strangest thing in the history of the show.
1: Please tell the people.
0: A Leonardo DiCaprio sighting brings her back to life.
2: Six hours of hard labor later, Samantha experienced her own rebirth. It was Leonardo DiCaprio, ex machina. That day, Leonardo and Samantha became fast friends. The nightmare was over. Leonardo DiCaprio had brought Sam back to social life.
1: What? And it's not what? Leo. It's what? a man with a blacked out shadow.
0: And the silhouette face. truly does not look anything like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I know. And what does Leonardo DiCaprio even have to do with New York society? Like, how would he help?
1: And wasn't she, like, working... Doing yes. something?
0: It's also interesting, right? She's, like, carting, like, a wheelbarrow. Yeah. And Leo's, like, on a truck and lifts her up, and somehow that saves Samantha. So I had to take myself over to Google, because I was like, you know, I don't, I remember this, but I don't remember it being this weird. Like, that the oh, silhouette yeah. doesn't look like him.
1: It's so weird.
0: It's like, they play heavenly music, which technically does work because of, like, his name being Da Vinci and the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. So originally and when it aired it was John F Kennedy Jr. Oh. But then JFK Jr died and so in subsequent airings they had Sarah Jessica Parker go back in and dub it as Leonardo DiCaprio which does make the silhouette make more sense.
1: Oh my god.
0: And it does add to the society.
1: Yes. Thing. It's all that makes so much sense.
0: However, why do you think they dubbed it? Because, like, it's not like there weren't other references to JFK Jr. on the show.
1: I feel like just timing-wise, when this came out, it was probably very close to his name. No,
0: but I think it aired with his name in it. Oh. And then they changed it late. It just feels like, well, if we're when going did to... they run-
1: change it, do you know?
0: That I wasn't able to figure out, but it aired originally as him
1: interesting
0: and then they changed it later and it's just interesting well they didn't change any of the other mentions of him and he's mentioned of certainly in the first season because i kept saying is this weird because sarah jessica parker dated him but i just thought it was a weird story no it's a good story it is a Mm -hmm. very strange way to wrap the story up
1: yeah very
0: because even if it was jfk jr it's still weird it's like not actually him Right. And it's this heavenly thing. It just—it's almost like they were like, "We got beat A of the story, beat B. Oh, fuck, how do we resolve this?"
1: Yeah, it was just bizarre.
0: But I thought there could have been a better choice. And honestly, and you know what? I, I well, fuck it. I'll say it. Donald Trump would have been a better reference than Leo. Yeah, in in terms well, of
1: well, in terms of New York society and yes, everything. integrating 100%. New York
0: society because yeah. he's someone with he would have been at that time someone with fame.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: also a leverage within that world.
1: Yeah. Leonardo, I think they were just like, fuck, who was hot at this time? We got
0: Titanic's out and it's still number one. Just throw his yeah. name in.
1: Seriously, that's what they did.
0: But um, you know, Samantha's our comedy queen always. Thanks. Should we get into Sharshar?
1: Yeah, uh, yes. Our little Sharshar, our little dizzy Sharshar this episode.
0: So she was invited to go <laughs> to the funeral with Carrie because they had plans after. Which is like mm-hmm. LOL's Carrie. <laughs> she was like, "We were going to the Met after anyway."
1: She's like, "Bitch, we're going to the ballet." Like,
0: or I gotta... think, or or I think they were going to a museum. It was just like she was so just, like, just like, "Whatever." Okay. I had to invite. Sure, yeah. we're just basically doing a pop into this funeral. Yeah, I'll be trained It's like a drive yeah. by.
1: It's a drive by.
0: So at the funeral, the mm-hmm. f- hat floats away, and Charlotte meets Ned at the <laughs> cemetery, whose wife has recently passed away. And so Charlotte's like, baby, I'll date you. Yeah. My wife.
2: Oh, oh I'm I'm so sorry.
1: That's okay. Thanks.
2: Kids? Nope.
0: What'd you think of Ned?
1: Um, Ned was very like a non event to me. I thought like, he was gorgeous. Like, looks okay. Looks-wise. All right. Here we go again. Looks-wise. Never going to
0: agree on one man. Except Big. We'll get there.
1: And Petrovsky.
0: So the two most problematic men on the show.
1: (laughs) Yes. So Ned, I just think it's like a non-event. I just find him to be just very basic. I also think he's very creepy.
0: Oh, Ned's a sociopath.
1: Right. Like, so I'm not, I'm not feeling Ned, but I really did relate to Charlotte In this way where she's like, well, my hat rolled into her tombstone. That's why it's meant to be. Like, I'm very much a person that's like...
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, not to throw salt at a wound, but you were like, I bumped into a man at a restaurant and I will be marrying him. Yeah. I was like, bitch, do you know his last name?
1: Nope. I mean, I do now. But at the time. (laughs) I know. It was uh, not great. But...
0: I did think it was interesting that Carrie says in voiceover, Charlotte doesn't like men who cry, which... I feel like Charlotte would be of the again of those four women. I think Charlotte would be okay. Carrie would definitely be okay with the man who cried. And then it would be Charlotte next.
1: No, I just I completely disagree with you. I think Charlotte would hate for a man to cry. I think Charlotte thinks a man should be like very stoic, very like Oh yeah, like Harry who's
0: very stoic.
1: I mean, I'm just saying she obviously doesn't end up with that but You mean
0: like right now, the Charlotte Char Char as of now.
1: Yes. Cause I also, I really don't like when men cry.
0: I don't mind anyone who's crying. I am a crier, like I cry at the drop of a hat while being Uh both a rude bitch. I also Mm -hmm. like can't help but cry at the truly anything. However, I don't like when people cry and it's not expected. I do get a little uncomfortable if like, you're just like with someone and they start crying. I'm like, wait, it reminds me of Liz Lemon. It's okay, don't be cry.
2: no, no, it okay? Don't be cry.
0: If you surprise me with crying, if we're having a genuine and emotional re- yeah. conversation, conversation and it comes up, love that. Happy to do it. That's like where I want to live, which is in like deep emotional conversation. As someone who loves therapy, I'm like, let's get into shit. Yeah. So I would be totally okay. I love a man who cries as long as it's warranted. So I was kind of with Charlotte where she doesn't mind that Ned cries and she feels more connected to him because he's in tune with his emotions. But most importantly, she knows he can commit because he's been married before.
1: Yeah, that's important. But I did agree with Samantha. What? When Samantha was like, you know, it's hard to be with a widower. Like, you can never live up to that. If you are dating someone who was divorced, like, he's probably like, she's a fucking bitch. And like, you're a goddess.
0: But they sleep together, and she really does think she is helping him along on his journey. And the other women are like, you're insane.
2: The cemeteries get so happy It's a sign that he's ready to move on. And he's ready to do it with me.
1: So you're saying you fucked him back to life? In a way, yes. Man, you're good. All three of the other women were like, no, this is not good.
0: But then Charlotte has been invited to a... Some kind of event at the cemetery that's not a funeral. I didn't, I've never heard of such a thing.
1: It's not a thing.
0: And then, it's not. So, we've spoken a lot about Big running Carrie Ragged. What we have never encountered before is Ned running the widow game. So, Charlotte shows up and multiple women, multiple. Two women are just like bouncing up.
2: Meanwhile, over in Queens, Charlotte was about to get a surprise of her own. You brought lilies. You said they were her favorite. Please tell me those are your sisters.
0: I don't have any sisters.
2: Charlotte realized she wasn't the only woman resuscitating Ned. Charlotte's relationship died right where it started. She was prepared to live in the shadow of a dead woman. She wasn't prepared to live in the shadow of three live ones. Ned's a psychopath.
1: Ned needs to seek help. Ned needs to get in touch with our boy Kevin. Uh, maybe get seek therapy. Maybe uh, get on some antidepressants. I fucking hate Ned. I think he's creepy. I'm glad
0: Charlotte ran and got away from him, but... <laughs> What a story,
1: I think we're done with Charlotte.
0: Charlotte. That's a wrap on her. It's another sad man she's been in love with, but mm-hmm. you know Charlotte, speaking of her in season two, she doesn't really have she doesn't really have a um mm-hmm. a consistent storyline, and so she is kind of just floundering a bit.
1: Yeah, like she goes on a date with a guy and it turns out horrible. She goes on a date with a guy and it turns out horrible, like over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, her life is kind of static. Yeah. And defined by dating, whereas I feel like Samantha, right, her storylines are mostly comic and easy for us to understand. Miranda, Mm -hmm. as we'll get into in a second, is progressing in life. Carrie, obviously being the main character, um, has a kind of point A to B to Z, back to A relationship with Big. Yeah But Charlotte is She's in a tough spot I think But we'll see what she's up to next week I guess Yeah Should we get into Miranda?
1: Yeah let's get into little Hobbsy
0: She's purchasing her first apartment Pre-war Upper West Side I thought it looked so cute
1: adorable I love her apartment and
0: I did look it up because I was like is this the set that will be the set we see for a while until yeah. season six and it is
1: oh okay they built the kitchen one... looked a little different
0: yeah no it is it... but then I, I read this great article and I would imagine they do it for all of them that it really looked into how the set designer built all of their apartments and they obviously spent a lot of time on Miranda's knowing she would be there for some time at this point and then eventually I look forward to reading the article about charlotte's apartment with trey
1: oh i can't wait
0: i think does she still live in that apartment actually right
1: yeah with with uh harry right because
0: harry moves in and i think in the movies we are still we still see that apartment yeah hey she fought hard for that apartment
1: i recognize that uh crown molding anywhere
0: yeah but she's getting pushback instantly from her realtor who is trying to set her up She's like my what does she say her son has his own business. Yeah. She's wondering if she's alone and then she gets some pretty tough pushback from the guy while she's signing her mortgage.
2: So it's just you.
1: Yeah. Just me.
2: Check the single woman box. Initial. And the down payment's coming from your father? No, just me. And check the single woman box.
1: I truthfully felt felt like it was actually really realistic. Like, I think it was a, maybe a little dramatic, but the tone, I have seen this firsthand. I know my mom has experienced it, like, it's, yeah, it's just things that happen to women.
0: And I did think it was a great joke in voiceover where Carrie says, uh, Miranda had checked as many single woman boxes as a gynecologist. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was good. I'm like, Carrie, Carrie,
1: Carrie we're writing. Carrie was in her flow. Yeah, she was in her flow.
0: Okay, but then we meet perhaps the finest character we've seen on this show since Amelita Amalfi. The neighbor who tells her <laughs> about the previous Death resident. Woman.
1: Mm -hmm. The
2: devil. Obsessed. I love her. I'm so glad to have a young person moving in. Brings a little life to the place. (laughs) Ruthie kept pretty much to herself. (laughs) Never married. Uh Uh-huh. She uh, died in there, you know. She did. Oh, yes. It was a week before anyone realized she passed. Rumor has it the cat ate half her face. So,
1: just you? I would say get her in the revival, but
2: mm. R.I.P.
1: I'll R. pour R.
0: one out for that homie.
1: Yeah, uh, but I love her. She was a gossip queen.
0: That leads Miranda to have a major freakout. Before we get into it, did you recognize a line that I think will sum up both of us?
1: No, tell me.
0: The dead girl who watched bad TV. Oh, that's gonna I be love our O bit.
1: Yeah. When she said that she was watching hard copy, and she was like, I was watching bad TV.
0: So we just get an amazing moment from Cynthia Nixon, who freaks out after choking and Mm -hmm. calls Carrie, who screens the call.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! I just choked! I just almost died, and you're not.
2: Hey, sweetie, you alright? I was watching hard copy, and I kept thinking when they found me, I would forever be the dead girl who watched bad TV. Well, why didn't you call me? I couldn't breathe! I'm gonna die
1: alone, Carrie.
2: No, you are not. Do you want me to come over?
1: No, I'm okay. I'll call you tomorrow.
2: The fact was Miranda was not okay. She went to bed hungry and locked the cat in the kitchen for two days.
1: But Miranda was kind of annoying.
0: What do you mean? I I thought she, we have really struggled with Miranda and I've never related or loved her more than in this episode.
1: Oh, I related to it, but I thought she was annoying. Really? When she yeah when she called Carrie and Carrie answered and she was like and Carrie was like do you need me to come over do you need anything she's like no I gotta go and like hung up
0: I think it was she's, like
1: then why uh, are you yelling at her
0: she's not yelling at her she's just she needed to vent but she didn't necessarily want someone to come over because you also have to think right she's facing whether or not she can be alone
1: yeah so I she's mean, trying
0: not to rely on someone
1: yeah. So when Carrie
0: offers to come there, it's like, no, I have to figure out how to do this by myself. Like, I bought this place by myself. I am choosing at this point to be single. We've heard her Mm -hmm. say previously that she's not dating. She Mm -hmm. turned down meeting the realtor's son. She has to figure that out herself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I loved is that it establishes Miranda as someone who loves trash TV and guilty pleasures. She likes hard copy. She'll like uh, tabloids later. Remember, she's reading the tabloids. Loves. Then she goes online and sees Samantha's sex tape in season six.
1: And, and she loves Jules and Mimi.
0: Jules and Mimi, which is like got to be the Bridgerton of whatever year that was. Yeah. You know, just a black man laying pipe down on some stupid white woman.
1: No, I really now we're getting into the Miranda that I think
0: we all love. We
1: all love and relate to.
0: But what do you think Miranda would watch in 2021?
1: Miranda would love 90 Day Fiance.
0: Okay, I'm so glad you said that because I thought you were obviously going to say Housewives, and I don't think Miranda would be a Housewives person. She's a 90 Day Fiance person. She's a TLC.
1: She's a TLC. She's a married at first sight.
0: She's scratching that itch of dating that she can't mm-hmm. do anymore because yeah. she's with, you know who. Steve Arino. Miranda, are you still watching those shows? <laughs> yes. She's a 90 Day Fiance. She's seen them all.
1: She's heavy, like she's low brow. Yeah. Reality television, and I love that about her. Love After Lockup.
0: Oh, she loves. She she's loves like should have gone into criminal law so I could have met some of these men. <laughs>
1: yeah, a hundred percent. But Ugh. she ultimately
0: has a panic attack on the street. Which, mm-hmm. as someone who's had many panic attacks, Ugh. I did think this was a bad depiction of them, but I think everyone's panic attacks are different. Yeah. I just thought they were like, okay, a panic attack. I don't know, whirl the camera around and show some buildings.
1: I thought she was just getting like faint because like, she's dehydrated. Because that's happened to me so many times.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like, is she just like confused
1: yeah like i've both fainted from dehydration and then i've also had many panic attacks so i'm like I felt more fainting
0: she does go to the emergency room and i yeah. think she and carrie have a really lovely scene and carrie's kind of a real one Again, in that moment
1: they're the besties
0: And they are you know i want to see more of others and we will we'll get to see some groupings and couplings outside of Carrie, Miranda. And this just may be me, right? There are certain characters that always end up together on shows, and that's totally fine. But right on a sitcom like Friends, I'm so into, like, let's throw Chandler and, like, fucking Phoebe together and see what happens. I like a strange pairing. So Mm -hmm. while I love the relationship between Carrie and Miranda, I always want to see... Miranda and Samantha. Let's do a Charlotte Carrie. Let's do Carrie this... like we.
1: No, I agree. And I'd
0: love to also see more of the three of them outside of uh, Carrie. I think it's a lost opportunity ultimately in the finale that yeah. there isn't a scene, a real strong scene of the three women meeting for brunch without Carrie. We know it happens because they're sitting there when she shows up. Mm-hmm. But I would have loved for us to sit at that scene a bit longer before yeah. Carrie walks in. So we can just see the flow of conversation. They are friends too. We don't need this dizzy bitch. In fact, some would yeah. argue she's the one they should pull out the fastest.
1: Okay. Enough of that. But I agree. I I do love this idea. And then I wish that they like, you, like did that more. Put maybe like a Charlotte and a Miranda together more. I feel like that would be really One of my
0: favorite moments that I can't wait to get to. If we get to it. Is when Miranda is questioning Charlotte's choice to leave her job. Mm -hmm. And they're on the phone. And I think it's when Miranda sprains her neck. And Charlotte's saying, I choose my choice. I choose my choice. And Mm -hmm. Miranda's like, okay, I don't really care. I have to go to work.
1: Yeah, I love that moment.
0: It's so good to just mix them up a bit more. I mean, there are only four of them. It's not that hard to mix them up. Even me, when I was trying to come up with different variations, I was like, well, 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 then look, we're back at Carrie.
1: Well, and I like the scene, too, when Charlotte goes through her, I think she has a miscarriage, and she or finds out she isn't pregnant or something. And she, like, dresses up as Elizabeth Taylor, and she goes to Miranda's, and they have, like, a really nice moment together. They
0: look at each other across the room and are aware yeah. of what, how much but, it took for both of them to get there. Yeah, Charlotte knows it's very important to be there for Miranda, this woman who didn't necessarily want children. Certainly, never saw herself planning a first yeah. birthday party with a, like a cake and a clown. And right. Miranda understands it's got to be really hard for this woman who absolutely would be great at doing this, but can't mm-hmm. at yeah. this moment. That no, that's a beautiful moment. Love leaving a beautiful moment that we were just discussing. Should we get into a storyline that includes a beautiful boy?
1: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: So while this episode didn't have a ton of questions in it, it does have one of my favorite Carrie monologues Mm -hmm. um, that acts as almost the kind of second part of the monologue we heard earlier. So let's hear that and then get into it.
1: Okay.
2: That night, I had my date with Big. I was feeling everything. Fear, happiness, dread, was I ready to jump back into a life with Big in it? Was seeing him again a huge mistake? And if it was, why was I so excited? I had never felt so confused. Was Charlotte right? In a world where everyone's dying to make a connection, can a relationship bring you back to life?
0: Big is back.
1: Baby. Baby. <laughs> He's back and looking better than ever.
0: Guys, I thought he'd been gone the whole season. I was like, it is so fucking good to see him again. I'd forgotten he's only been gone for two episodes.
1: Yeah. But the presence, his presence was needed. (laughs) Woo!
0: So after the funeral, Carrie gives him a call. And they have a very fun, bantery, light conversation. Which we should note she does not tell the other women about.
1: No, this is tip-top secret.
0: But it also establishes the idea that there's an age difference between them and that she will always needle him about it, which is, I think, so cute that he's mm-hmm. older. Obviously, as they get married, someone will say something about it. She'll have to figure out how old he is and I think, the season four premiere when she's doing the game with the boxes and he gives his, like, sexy eyebrow lift. hmm It was just great to see him again. Again Great on the
1: street. On the street. And then we also later on- in the Or was he in his apartment? Very...
0: I don't know. He was wandering around and I was turned on.
1: Uh, I really like Big and like a casual look. So we got a casual Big later.
0: They go to dinner.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're having- and the
1: sexual tension is-
0: The only thing I'll say is that I think the actors have such good natural charisma and mm-hmm. tension. And I think this was more a directorial choice than the actors- I didn't need like Carrie leaning over and being so overt, just because we've seen them have such great chemistry without all of that kind of, oh, I'm going to lean over and whisper a bit. But also, perhaps that's just the choice of she's a little nervous and performing. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're seeing one of her performances she talked about in the, I think, season one, episode 11, Mm -hmm. The Drought. Yeah. So they go back to his place and they're making out in his foyer. Mm, in the
1: What'd doorway. you think? So hot. So hot. How were you feeling?
0: Oh, we'll talk about how I was feeling in a sec. <laughs> okay. But she talks about how the his apartment is the site of so many little deaths, which I thought was such a great line because obviously she hasn't felt comfortable there. And Mm -hmm. there's been some emotional trauma there. Of course, remember when she showed up drunk out of her mind and yelled at him, not probably
1: Mm
0: -hmm. two feet from where they're making out right now. And um, farted. And farted. And, like, right, the deaths of those little characters. She's always performing. And then Mm -hmm. that cute Carrie dies. But then sexy Carrie has to show up. But then, of course, there's also, I thought, the fun... Double entendre of little death is petite muerte in French is what they would call an orgasm.
1: Look at you. So it's
0: like sexy, but also sad. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the Stephen Sondheim song, Every Day a Little Death, which is these women talking about how hard marriage is, but ultimately they're also referring to their sexual attraction to their husbands. Mm -hmm. But then, our baby boy big after she refuses to take his calls for 4 days
2: mm-hmm.
0: he pops over they start making out again
1: in her doorway
0: but she tries she decides to take him to the place that would be the most platonic and mm-hmm. they go bowling i know i hate bowling and i'd I be very mad if someone took me bowling so however this bowling
1: Ugh. is very hot so hot and they were so cute like that scene in the doorway just gets me. When he opens
0: the, when she, he asks, when he sees her and then just starts to walk away and then she yeah, pulls him it's back. just like,
1: yeah, she's like, what are you doing? And then he like, makes a joke about having great seats for a Yankees game. I think it was and the Knicks.
0: Or was it a hockey team? We shouldn't be talking sports. about sports. Let's move on. It was sports. a sports team.
1: It was a sports team, sports ball. And, um, they just have like the best, cutest banter with each other. So then, when she took him bowling, and he's so damn cute. This is and when I, I lost. That my
0: goddamn was... mind, Sam. Oh, when
1: you were texting me, and <laughs> was like, "There
0: is something in this episode." And I saw him bowling. I mean, I had said it before. My legs were on the were going to be on the wall <laughs> during the affair. I mean, they weren't quite on the wall. Okay. No spoiler alert. And if anyone I work with is listening to this, I was watching this in my office. I had to close my door.
1: <laughs> when he bowled that strike,
0: woo! Ooh. Strike me, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he came back and their noses were like rubbing, and he was like, "Do you want to go again?" Which and, is, like, of they course, have that is, cute.
0: I know. So they decide to sleep together, and they're back together, or so at they're least back entangled. Together. I don't know if they're yeah. together, but they're back. <laughs>
2: Did you see that? Yeah. That was nice. Hey, look at that. I won. Okay, two out of three. You want to play a second game, huh? Maybe. Are you sure you're ready to get killed all over again? I didn't know what we were talking about anymore, but either way, I knew the answer. Yep, let's do it. We never made it to the second game. I didn't know if it was suicide or not. All I knew was Big and I had been reincarnated and I'd never felt more alive.
1: They're doing something again, like something is happening again. And she feels so alive. And like, I have been in that exact same situation before.
0: Not with no man who looked like
1: that. Oh, no, he didn't look like Big. Trust But I remember feeling the exact same way. Like I was like, you feel like so excited, but you don't want to tell anybody because then they're going to like ask you a million questions and you, you know, don't want to have to like answer to all of that right now, which is like so unrealistic.
0: Now, one thing I will, the one thing I couldn't help but wonder Mm -hmm. at this time, the writers were very clear and have been, you know, in a post season six world Mm-hmm. That they did not know at that time Big, she was going to end up with Big. What do you think of this as his reintroduction?
1: It's a great one.
0: Do I you think. think that they feel like Endgame right now? Like, do you think if you were watching in 1999, you would have that yeah. kind of sitcom Ross and Rachel, this is it. Like, these yes. two, Luke and Lorelai.
1: Yep. I would 100% feel that way. Like, just... The way that they are together and the way, like I said, their noses like rubbed and like they just have fun together and they're laughing. And I think he can be that version of himself maybe just with her. And it's just very sweet and very cute. Before
0: we get any further, I do want to say I wrote here in literal all caps, big is coming over a man, a mighty good man.
1: Are you okay? No. No. I want to get my eyes on those notes.
0: So, but the only thing I will say is, is that, yes, the right, I think, like, they feel like end game to an audience. And certainly we're speaking from the perspective of two people who've seen it and mm-hmm. will see whatever the revival has for us. It is a little weird that um, he says, you know, we're going to kill each other again. Like, there's a little, like, there is something cool. ominous about them coming back together. They're also playing yeah. a game where there has to be a mm-hmm. winner and a loser. I, I, yes, it feels good, mm-hmm. but there's also a little like, is this right? And yeah, oh, but 100%. It is, it's definitely but it, sexy. It's
1: so sexy. And I think that that's what's important.
0: And when it cuts to them bowling, I did note it's playing the song, the kind of classic song, Just You, Just Me. Yep. Which reminded me of in the second movie when they have the, I think it's a ring he gives her. He gives her something that says, you and me just us two or
1: he gives her like a watch, I think.
0: Or yes, something. or no, she gives him a watch.
1: Yeah, like it's something like that. Yeah.
0: And it says like you and me, just us two, which mm-hmm. is very much reminiscent of the lyrics of that song.
1: I'm still stuck on your notes in all caps, I gotta be honest.
0: It was it was a sexy ending. I was so happy to see him back. It was, sexy. It was like And it was we nice to back see alive. her
1: happy. It was nice to see Carrie happy again. She's kind of been like Not doing well. I mean, last week she was on the cover, chain smoking. But again, there's also
0: this feeling, right, in that great article I referenced in the first episode of season two, the idea that Big's love is like a slow poisoning. Mm -hmm. Yes, she's happier, but she has to be. But she also, right, she does. She is aware that she should be very cautious of Mm -hmm. it, and there are at least two references to. It took me six months to get over this, which lol's. It has not been six months since the premiere of this episode
1: you mean the season yeah
0: like what the fuck's going on
1: yeah time is not time makes no sense. <laughs> time is
0: city. a flat circle as matthew mcconaughey said in that flop show true detective what'd you <laughs> oh, think God. of the fashion
1: nothing really stuck out to me
0: i loved carrie's silver sparkly dress she wore to go on the date with big
1: okay the only things that really stick out to me obviously are Samantha's like hat and like two thousand. Oh, I thought she looked amazing jacket. in she her looked amazing.
0: periwinkle blue Javier design.
1: Yeah.
0: I wonder who made those designs. Who has been okay with them being explicitly
1: Someone else's Related
0: to a character in the show Yeah Someone look that up and message me I won't do it
1: And then of course the man is big I pick big bowling big
0: I mean we've got big Big. We've got Ned We've got Dick Cranwell And Leo
1: Slash JFK Jr
0: Uh, Guys I know this has got to be boring to listen to And (laughs) you know what I'm going to challenge us next week Because obviously big is going to be in the episode We cannot choose him next week
1: Okay. Okay. Do you have any
0: hot takes on this one?
1: Um, My hottest take, I think I already said, was Miranda kind of bothered me, but then you explained that situation to me and I got it.
0: I've got no hot takes. I'm just on fucking cloud nine that our our king is back.
1: And what do you rate it?
0: I'm going to give this one a seven.
1: Okay. I give it an eight. I loved it.
0: We are really somewhere. I really think since the last episode, they shoot single people, don't they? I think we're...
1: We're This is two episodes
0: we genuinely loved.
1: Yeah, and remember, think of how much we hated season one while talking about it, and how well we're like how we're talking about it now. Like we look back on it and we're like, wow, what a time! Think of how we're gonna look back on this.
0: I look back on season one like we didn't know how good we had it.
1: No, and then now think of when we're at three. We're probably gonna think that about season two.
0: Season three, mama, delicious. Mia. That can't emoji wait to again. get there. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for our recap of season two, episode six, The Cheating Curve. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out the other podcasts from The Dip. They've got TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, But Now We have Said It, and of course, Hot Off the Mess with our very own Sam. You can follow us online. I'm at C. Lewis1219. Sam, where are you?
1: I'm at Bravo Historian on Instagram, and I'm at Take Yourself on Twitter.
2: We could, we could fly. this
0: is your summer that means six flags in the taste of an ice-cold coca-cola we're talking thrilling coasters amazing animal attractions and this <sighs> coke is summer refreshment so you can hop on another ride like the all-new sidewinder safari six flags and coca-cola come make it yours visit sixflags.com coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99